So I'd like to start this, uh, this evening with today's um, scripture. Um, we're going to be reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 73, and I'm going to cover the whole chapter of chapter 73. It's got 28 verses, um, so bear with me. Uh, I will be reading from the King James Version. Again, uh, we'll be starting uh, with a psalm of Asaph, amen, Asaph, Asaph, however you feel is the right way to pronounce it, chapter 73 in the book of Psalms. And the Bible reads this, amen, it says, truly, God is good to Israel. He is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no, no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. There are not, they are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Verse 6, Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. Verse 8, They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Verse 10 says, Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they saw, how doeth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, there are ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. Verse 14, For all the day long have I been plagued, and chasten every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know that when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places, thou castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. Verse 20. As a dream when one waketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? Where there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from, they shall, from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord, that I may declare all my works. Amen. Psalm 73. Covered, a verses, covered some verses, obviously some, pretty much the whole chapter I covered. I did cover the whole chapter. Covered the whole chapter of uh, 73 in the book of Psalm, the Psalm of Asaph. 
And I covered this for many, I covered the whole scripture just so we can understand where Asaph was at this time. You see, a lot of us can relate to Asaph. I believe a lot of us can. Um, I believe that we are similar to his story and to his plead here, to what he has jotted down and inscribed in the chapter 73, the book of Psalms, is something that we all go through in life. You know, many times we, we view what we see in a temporal state of mind, right? A worldly state of mind. Um, maybe it's very materialistic. Maybe it is other things that we view on the outside, amen, and the outside appearance that has us uh, a bit um, upset, maybe. Maybe not even upset. Maybe like the Bible says, like Asaph says, he was envious, and some of us will say to ourselves right now, or maybe to others, saying, I've never been envious of anybody. I don't have that problem, Brother Greg, Reverend Greg. I don't have that problem. I don't find myself envious of many things or everybody or anybody at that. But I, I, I ask you to, to reconsider the things that maybe that uh, you don't have and that you struggle with because you want them. Amen. We all do want something we don't have. If, if, if you're not, if there's something that you, you uh, don't possess at this time in your life, I'm sure there is something that you would like and that you're working toward in the future. Amen. And I hope that what it is that you're working toward, that goal or whatever it may be, whether it be a career path, whether it be... Um, just a, a simple possession, whether it be a, 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 a better home, a nicer home, a better vehicle, whatever it may be, clothing, anything, right? Just think along the lines of things that you want, but you don't have. Amen. And then you look around you and you look around your atmosphere, you look around um, your earthly uh, surroundings, amen, and the things of the world, and you see many people, amen, that have the things that you desire, or have the things that you would like, or that you're working toward, and you see these people that have these things, or that are in possession of these things, and you also see that they are not spiritual, amen. You can see that they are from the world, amen. You can see that they have no recollect of God, amen, no reverence to the Lord, amen. And you start, you start to question in your mind or you start to question God as to, God, why do all these people have these things that I want? Amen. And Asaph is covering some of that in the first portions of the scripture. And he's talking to, um, you know, God himself, amen, or to whomever may be surrounding him. And he put this on, he put this on paper. And when they put pen to the uh, to the paper, amen. He, he came with chapter 73, and it brings a lot of things to light for me. And I hope that it's bringing some things to light for some individuals today, because what I want someone to know today, and what I'm hoping that someone will get today and take away today, is that you already have everything you need. Amen. You already have everything you need. You see, there might be some things that you want there might be some things that you're working toward, and there might be some things that are right around the corner for you, and they may be a blessing, and they may be favor from the Lord, but what the Lord wants you to know today is that you already have everything you need. Amen? I want somebody to know that today. You already have everything you need. Everything you need is within your reach. Everything you need is within your grasp. 
God has already given it to you. Sometimes you just need to take it. Sometimes you just need to use it and apply it the right way. Amen. A lot of times we don't realize that the things that we want are not going to help us uh, to better understand the things that we already have. Amen. See, a lot of things that we already have that God has given us or that you have already worked toward, amen, and God has allowed you to possess, amen, is, is enough for you. And like I mentioned, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that goes through this. Maybe I'm the only one who's, who, who has a problem sometimes with, I want more. Hey, God, I want to have that. I want this. I, I want to get this. I want that. Let me give you an example. Amen. Just put it into, you know, uh, I guess just to put it out there. Um, and it's nothing bad by all means. I mean, a lot of things I'm talking about are not bad, church. I'm not talking about bad things. I'm just talking about understanding that everything that you need, you already have. And I'm going to use something as silly as a golf club. Yes, I love to golf. And sometimes I'm out there golfing, and I look at a driver that I, that I have, and I'm like, man, if I, would just, if I could just have a better driver than the one that I have in my golf bag, God, I can drive that ball another 60, 80 yards. Amen? Everybody knows, man, you want to hit the ball as far as you can so you can get to the green quicker. Amen? And I always think to myself, if I could just have a better driver, I'd have a better game. Amen? I'd get to the green quicker. And the Lord says, I've already given you the driver you need. You just need to learn how to handle it. You just need to learn how to use it properly. And when you learn how to use it properly and you learn how to handle it, well, then it'll be everything you need. You don't need to spend more money on a better club. You don't need another club. That club is just for you. Just need to learn how to use it. You just need to learn how to handle it. Amen. So I think I'm speaking to somebody now. I think I'm speaking to somebody understanding that we don't always need something better, the next version, the 2022 version coming out, amen? We, we already got a good enough version of everything we need. We don't need something better, amen? And a lot of times, we can see that maybe others are having uh, uh, what we would think seems very, uh, we could be blinded, amen? And we can see, oh my God, ha- they have a better life than I do. Look at what this guy's got. This guy's got a boat. This guy's got a truck. This guy's got a three-story house. This guy's got everything he needs. He doesn't even have to work. He doesn't have to that. He's got a beautiful family. This guy's got everything he needs, and he has all the money taken care of. But that isn't what God wants for you. And, and it might be good for that individual, but it doesn't mean that's what you need. It doesn't mean that's good for you. Amen. And sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we're looking at and the things that surround us, we feel like we need that. We feel like that should be my goal. And that should be something that I should go after. That should be something that I should possess someday. And you start to pray and you start to ask God to bless you and pour favor into your life so you can have those things. Amen. Not knowing that that individual that we just spoke about that had everything he needs still wants something else. And is still asking for something else. And even though we think he has it all or she has it all, they're still in their mind and in their heart feeling empty and feeling void. Amen? They still feel like there is something that they don't have and that they need. Amen? Because we're bracing all of this on a very temporal idea. Amen? Something that is not spiritual. 
Amen. And I want us to, to focus on that because that's what Asaph was struggling with. And I don't know why he was exposed to the prosperity of the wicked. Maybe this was something that God was working on him with inside, amen, within. Maybe his spiritual being, amen. We know that he was a man of God. We know that he sought after the Lord. But we also know that he struggled with seeing how, pros- how prosperous the wicked were, amen. And, he, and, it was, and it bothered this man so much, it bothered him so much that he says, In verse 2, it says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. You see, I know that sometimes the Bible doesn't make sense and it's hard to understand. But basically what he is saying is that he almost lost his faith faith and trust in the Lord. He said that the prosperity of the wicked and everything that he sees when he's out doing his business, amen, for the Lord, has caused him to nearly lose his faith and to no longer trust in God. He says that I, my steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Amen. How many of us today could say that when we see the things that happen in the world outside of the church and when we see the wicked acts of individuals or, or just a good Joe, right? A good Jane that doesn't do anything wrong necessarily, but doesn't also believe in the Lord and what they're doing in their eyes and in other eyes is nothing wrong with it. It's harmless. But we see the behaviors, amen? We see the things that they act on and we know as being spiritual people, amen, and followers of Christ that that's not right. That doesn't go according to the will of God. But we see how fun it looks and how enticing it is and how good and how prosperous they are. And we're like, man, you know what? Is all what I'm doing worth it? Is, is serving the Lord worth it? Is, I, I, don't, I, I don't quite concept how come God uh, allows this to happen. Amen. Why would God want to, uh, uh, these wicked people or these people who, no long, who don't serve him, who maybe, maybe did at one time and walked away from him, um, who don't have a life after Christ, amen, um, who aren't saved and baptized in Jesus' name, why do they get to partake in all of these good things, but the Christian man or Christian woman seems oppressed, amen? Do you, I mean, I'm being real tonight, Okay. I'm being very real tonight. If we can't be real behind the pulpit, then I don't belong here. Amen. So I know I'm speaking to somebody tonight because it happens. Amen. We got to be real with the things that we're facing. Amen. But we also have to understand that there's a spiritual concept to everything. And just because it looks like there's fun outside these doors or outside your doors and that people that are, are, are participating in wicked things and things of the world and it looks like fun and joy, there is a destiny to what they are doing. And that destiny isn't heaven, amen? That destiny is hell, amen? And we need to understand that, amen? Because that is the spiritual side that they don't see that we must understand. We're not living here on earth to gather and collect as Asaph's name means in Hebrew. In the Hebrew, Asaph's name means to be to gather and to collect. We're not here to gather and to collect all the material things we want, to, to collect nothing but monetary things. We're not here for possessions. We're here to collect and gather one thing, and that is souls for Christ. Amen. And that is to make sure that we ourselves make heaven our home. So we need to do our best, amen, to not allow the things around us 
Amen. Those things that the wicked partake in. Amen. Or even again, just the good Joe or the good Jane. Amen. That they do that seem fun and seem like, hey, I can let my guard down and I can get involved in these things and I can, I can partake in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and nothing will be heard, no harm, no foul. Amen. We got to be sure that we don't allow our guard to be let down. And we got to be sure that we don't fall into a trap as Asaph almost did. Asaph was being very transparent with us. He's being very transparent just as I'm trying to be with you. Amen. Where that he says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. Amen. My steps had well nigh slipped. Amen. He almost fell. He almost fell into that trap. Amen. And I'm not saying that you won't fall. And I'm not saying that maybe you might accidentally fall into a trap. And I'll say it's not accidentally. I'll say it was intentionally. But my point is, is that you get yourself back out of it as quick as you can. Amen. And you get back on the right path. And you start, after, you start chasing after God right away. Amen. And you ask God for forgiveness and you repent in your heart of your ways. Amen. Because that's the last thing I would want is for somebody to fall into that trap. Because that's essentially what it is. If you don't believe me and what I'm trying to say here, then I would encourage you to read into some of the rich and some of the wealthy and see about some of the things that they go through. Amen. Because a lot of people say, well, if I just had enough money to take care of my problems, if I just had enough money to take care of my bills and this and that and the other, then I wouldn't have this stress and I wouldn't have these problems. I would be all good. Everything would be great. But I beg to differ. You can read many stories of the wealthy, the rich, and the famous who had everything, had all the prosperity that they needed, fame, money, all, they had all the glory that they thought they wanted, amen, and all it did for them was destroy them. It created destruction in their life, amen. There are many stories that you can read, and you can, you can go on ESPN and read about superstars, athletes that had millions for years of playing ball, football, baseball, basketball, you name it, any sport. They were well off, and the minute that their career ended, so did their monetary money. So did everything they had. They lost it all, all their fame, all their money, everything, nothing to show for it. And now they're sitting in a ball of depression, in a puddle of depression, just needing help, needing somebody, amen, because they lost everything they once had. Because all it was about was having everything that they needed. I need this. I need that. I need that. I need this. I need to have that. I need to have this. I'm going to spend my money on that. Spend my money on this. I'm going to have everything I need. This big mansion, this big old yard, all these vehicles, everything. Oh, amazing. Oh, look at me. Wow, right? Knowing that they went into debt. They went right into debt. They lost everything they had. And at some point, they're having to sell everything they have in order to get out of that debt and hand back up where they started, actually. And right back where they started in a career that has nothing to show for it. I just say this to tell you that don't focus on the monetary things. Don't focus on all of the toys, right? Don't worry about the haves and the have-nots, amen? Don't worry about that because today God wants you to know that you already have everything you need, amen? You already have everything you need. Sure, there might be some things that you would like and maybe your heart desires, but don't forget that you already have everything that you need. Amen. A lot of times we react on these behaviors and react on these things because it's our circumstances. Amen. It's the conditions and the events in which happen in our life. Amen. 
It's the state of affairs and the position that we find ourselves in. Um, you know, maybe an incident or occurrence that has us thinking on the things that maybe we should have that we don't have at the time. Amen. And we begin to, our faith begins to waver. Amen. And our trust in God begins to, to kind of, um, you know, somewhat, um, I'm losing a lack of a better term here, but I'll just say fade away. Amen. Our trust in God tends to fade away because everything we see right now is temporal and there's no spiritual behind it. There's no spiritual thought behind anything or spiritual perspective on anything that we encounter. Amen. All we're seeing is that everything we do for the Lord, although the Lord is blessing us and all that, the, although the Lord is pouring favor into our lives and taking care of us, Amen. And giving us everything we need, like a roof over our head, amen, shoes on our feet, and a vehicle to drive to work, amen, and food for our stomachs, you know, and he's, he's protecting us, amen. He's placing that hedge of protection around our homes, and he's placing his angels at every window and every door, amen. We still feel like we lack. At times, we still feel like we lack something. And it begins to get, it begins to set in us, right? It set in us and, 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 and in us stir up some things that maybe we're, well, you know what, Lord, why, why, why am I serving you again? Why am I living according to your word again? Why am I living according to your will? Because I, I mean, everything that these other people have, they're not living according to your will, but yet they attain it. And I'm living according to your will and I can't. So I feel like I'm, that there's something I'm missing here. And, and individuals, and, and again, um, I'm not, I, I can imagine I'm not the only one, but at times I've had that cross my mind. Yes, I am a man. I am just flesh and bone, but I'm also a spirit. And when I connect with the spirit and I think of things spiritually, then I understand what, re what really is happening. And I begin to understand that God is trying to work within me something spiritual. And he's like, don't worry about all of that. Because at one point you had enough of that, and it did nothing for you. It served no purpose. It served a temporary happiness that led to destruction, that led to the fall of, of what I once had. Amen. Yes, I once thought I was a king on my own throne, and Jesus kicked me off of that throne. Thank God he did. I thank God every day that he did that, because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And that is in the salvation that the Lord provided for me. That is in my home that is with my lovely wife and my son. Amen. And I thank God for all that, because I was able to mend fences, and I was able to um, you know, make amends with family members and other people that uh, I may have hurt. And that was all because of the Lord, amen, because the Lord had mercy on me and enough, enough, um, you know, love for someone like myself, a sinner at that time, a wicked person at that time to kick me off my throne and show me that, hey, you know what? You may think you're in control, but you're not in control. Amen. And I thank God for that. You know, and some would look at that like, hey, man, that seems like something that God, God wouldn't do. But if you know what God was doing and you can see the spiritual application to it, then you understand that it was for a godly purpose. Amen. And I say that to say that when we think that we are in control um, or God is in control of everything, yes, he is in control of everything. But God does not control your mind. God does not control your heart. God allows you to make decisions. 
Yes, he can control a situation. And yes, God can provide a miracle and get you out of it. But God wants you to know that you're in control of your next step. You're in control of your next move. You're in control of how you handle the things that you already have. You're in control of the things that you think you want, but you really don't need. Amen. He said, you got to know how to handle those things. You got to know how to be a good steward of them because I've given you free will to do so. Amen. So yes, we can sit here and say, God, you're in control. God, you can make that happen. You can make this, this wicked person that is prosperous fall. You can make this uh, child of God rich and famous. You could do many things. Yes, God can. But at the end of the day, God says, I'm placing you in control of your thoughts, in control of your will right now. And I want you to make the right decision. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you think that God is, not make, God is making those decisions for you, then I would say you're wrong. Because God didn't tell you to put three cheeseburgers in your stomach today. You did that. Amen. God didn't tell you to not go home and say hi to your family. You know, right? God didn't say, hey, you should go. I'm going to send you to this bar. Amen. Or I'm going to send you to this. You made that decision. Amen. Just like you make the decision to walk through the church doors every Sunday and every Wednesday. Just like you make a decision to serve God. Amen. Yes, God can make some things happen in your life that will point you in the right direction because he is our shepherd. Amen. He will do those things. Yes, he will. But at the end of the day, God is saying you need to make a decision and you need to learn how to be a good steward of what I've already given you. And you need to learn how to have Uh, be content with the things that you already have because I've already given you everything you need. Amen? I've already given you everything that you need. Again, I wanted to cover chapter 73 because I want us to understand that Asaph went through the same things that a lot of us go through. He, He at times fell victim to his own thoughts and the temporal things around him, the things of the world. Amen? He He also almost lost his, his trust in God, and he almost lost his faith in the Lord, amen, because of the things that he was seeing and the things that he didn't, he didn't attain. So he questioned himself. He questioned his, his walk with Christ, amen, and a lot of times we can do that, amen. A lot of times we can question the things that God has blessed us with, amen, amen. Some of us, let's be real, some of us be like, you know what, God, you know, um, like I mentioned earlier, I said, if I had a better golf club, I could hit the ball 60, 80 yards further. Amen. If I had a nicer vehicle, you know, I mean, I would feel a lot better and more confident, Lord. And if I, if I had a, a bigger home, Lord, I could move everybody in. But we know that's a lie. You wouldn't move all your family in if you had an eight-bedroom house. You don't want all your family living with you. Amen. Amen. Come on. Be real tonight. Amen. We love our family. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody wants every family member living with them. I got my own problems. I don't want to do all your own problems every night. Amen. I'm kidding. But yes, let's be honest. Let's not let's not be so uptight that we can't joke a little bit. I just want you to be real with the situation and be real with the things that you don't have and be real with the things that you do have because God has given you everything you need. Amen. So be happy and be content with the things that you have. And the things that you, you think you want, but you don't need them. Don't worry about it. It's not that important. It'll come if it's God's will. Amen? It'll come if you want it. If you want it that hard, you'll work toward it. As long as it's good for you, I say go get it. 
If it's good for you and it don't, get, it don't have you straying away from the Lord, like those things almost did for Asa, then go chase it. Make a goal and plan for it. Go do it. Especially if it's going to continue to bring people to Christ. Then go do it. Amen. I would support that. Amen. But if it's something that's going to draw you away from the Lord, then I would say think twice. Think twice about it. Think about those things that you think you need to have. And think, well, will, this, will these things that I think I need to have complement the things that I already have? Amen? Because, again, God wants you to be a good steward of the things you already have. He wants to know that, are you a good steward of everything you already have in your possession that I've given you? Are you? Are you handling the things that I've given you correctly? Amen? Let's use an example. I might get a little personal here. Amen? Some of you brothers and some of you sisters that are married, that person God has blessed you with. And at times you're like, when you get in an argument, amen, let's, let's be real. We're not perfect people. We argue. We get into an argument. We get into a disagreement. Amen. You're like, Lord, I know you didn't bless me with this woman. Lord, I know you didn't bless me with this man because this person is just being disrespectful. This person is. And if you would just give me somebody who would be respectful, if you would just give me a good woman. And the Lord's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not what I, I gave you that husband. I gave you that wife. Amen. You have what you need. You just need to learn how to handle it. You just need to learn how to be a good steward of it. Yes, ladies and yes, brothers, learn how to handle your relationship. So you can make your wife as sweet and lovely as possible, or you can turn her into a mean and angry person. And vice versa, women, you can do that to your husband. You can turn him into a very angry and disgruntled man, or you can turn him into the biggest teddy bear that loves you and does everything for you. We need to learn how to handle what God has given us. We need to learn how to be good stewards of what we already have in our possession. Because the first thing most people want to do is say, God, take it away and give me something new. Amen. If I could just have that one over there, or if I could just have that one over there, then everything would be great. And God says, be careful. Careful, because I can tell you right now that what you would consider trash maybe at that time one's man one man's trash is another man's treasure amen some people have heard that before amen in other words that just because you couldn't handle that person or you couldn't be a good steward or handle it correctly someone else can make the best thing out of it so be careful be careful what you ask for amen because i believe that god gives us everything we need and that everybody that is listening tonight and everybody that is from CRC's church, amen, and those of you that may be just visiting for the first time, you already have everything you need within your reach. You just need to take a hold of it. You just need to grasp it, and you need to handle it properly, and you need to be a good steward of it, amen? Like I said, I could get that $600 club and drive a ball 320 yards, but I can tell you right now, that the same club I have, I've done it before. If I just handle it properly and I just be a good steward of the things God's given me, I can repeat that process. Amen? Amen. I just wanted to use some examples for you. Amen. Of how things that we have that we feel like we need more. God, I need more. If I could just have more, 
if I could just have more because we're so temporal. We're temporal beings, amen. We're very fleshly. We're very on the outside, amen. And we never really consider the spiritual, the things from within, and the things that we need to hold, hold, on, hold on to and be good stewards of. And we need to handle correctly. And that is our walk in Christ. And that is our spiritual being, amen. The, the new creature that God has created within us. Those are the things that we need to focus on, especially those of us that have been in the Lord for more than a year. We know enough. We've been taught enough. We've been taught enough, and we've been preached to enough. And for God's sakes, if you haven't, you have everything you need within your reach, everything you need within your grasp. Yes, I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about the Holy Bible. This has everything you need. Amen? This has wisdom. This has knowledge. This has joy. This has peace. This has life lessons. This tells us about the wicked. This tells us about the righteous. This tells us about our Savior. This tells us about every situation in life that you're going to go through. But a lot of us will not pick up the book that is within our reach because we don't believe this is everything we need. Can we be real tonight? We don't believe that this is everything we need. But if we take the word of God... Amen. And we apply it to every aspect of our life and we live a godly life and we do it with wisdom and we do it with knowledge and we apply it spiritually as well as naturally, then I can guarantee you that you will be content in everything you already have. Amen. And when things get added to your life by God because of the blessings and the favor that he is so Oh, just he's just glorious in that way, right? He just gives it to you sometimes. You don't even know. He's just like, whoa, where'd that come from? Amen. You add those things on, and that's when you're like, yeah, my God is my God is taking care of his people. My God takes care of his people. And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about my brothers and sisters that I've seen God take care of. My brothers and sisters in Christ. My brothers and sisters that have a blood relationship to me. I've seen what God can do. Amen. When you give your life to the Lord. When you live for the Lord daily, amen, when you don't live for the temporal things, yes, some of those things in the world we do have to partake in. Yes, some of those things are going to pay our finances, and God is going to call us to step into the worldly realm so that we can minister to people, so that we can pull souls away from the enemy and introduce them into Christ, amen, but we are not to fall victim to that, and we are not to lose sight of our true calling, amen. We are to keep true to the word of God, and we're supposed to understand what our calling is and where God is taking us, amen? But the minute our eye gets distracted, the minute that our eye starts to look at something that's attractive, you know, because we know we all like sparkly things, amen? We all like things that are shiny, and that's what the enemy gets us to. We all know Lucifer was full of jewels, amen? And he likes to pull us away from God, amen? Hey, you know what? Come over here. Look what you can have if you just leave your Lord, Amen. Just leave the submission of the Lord and come over here with me and you can party all you want. And nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. And that might be so. But I can tell you right now that heaven does. And that heaven won't open those pearly gates for you. And that's the destiny of those that are wicked. That is the destiny of those that don't follow after Christ. So we can fall into the trap. We can become envious. And we can start to you know, no longer be good stewards 
and handle the things that we already have, the things that are within our reach, the things that God has already given us, like a good job, like the roof over our head, like the wife or husband or the friends or the kids or the children or the cousins or the relatives. Like the list goes on. The list is long. Amen. If, if, if you can't reflect right now and say how many things you have in your life that are, that are good for you and that you already possess, then I, I think you're just being a little ignorant. I'm going to say that right now. I think that you're just, you're just not, you don't want to see it. Amen. But I know that there are plenty of things that God has blessed us all with. Right? And if, they can't, if you can't get over the fact that you don't have something that you, you think you should have, then you better be thankful that you're standing up in your vertical today. You better be thankful that you can get up and walk around and that you have breath of life. Because that, for me, is enough to be thankful for. That is enough to say, you know what, Lord? This is all I need. I don't really need nothing else. I love everything you've blessed me with. And I will be a good steward of it. And I'm going to handle my family the right way. And I'm going to handle the things that I feel I should be taking care of, that you have blessed me, blessed me with and that you've called me to, you know, to be a good steward of and to, to um, you know, have authority over, Lord. I'm going to do my best to do what, I, what you would do, Lord. And I hope that you, know, that you do the same. I hope that you take this moment to reflect on the spiritual side of things and not so much of the temporal things, amen. Uh, reflect on the things that God has blessed you with and the things that you already have. Amen. Because again, everything that you need is within your reach. Amen. You don't got to go far. You don't got to go far to get those things that you think you want. Amen. Like I said, you can have all what the, what the Bible tells us, right? What is it to, what is it to lose our soul and, and gain the world? What is it? It's a destiny to hell. Amen. It's not a destiny to heaven. Amen. And I don't know about you tonight, church, but I want you to understand that we can't always stay stuck in the temporal. We have to understand that there's a spiritual application to everything that we go through. And although it may get hard at times, and although we can see the things that others have around us that maybe are very appealing to the eye, amen, and that look attractive, and maybe this is what I want. Maybe that is what I need. Lord, I want that. I should have that. Amen. We need to understand that. Is it good for you? And is it going to pull you away from the, from the will of God? Because if it's going to pull you away from the will of God, then it's not good for you, church. It's not good for you. Don't be blinded by those things. Amen? Don't be blinded by that wickedness. Don't be blinded by the prosperity of those that don't follow after Christ. We are storing treasures up in heaven. Amen? And sometimes you say, what is this life of Christ? Why do I do these things? Amen? We do it for the ones that we love. We do it because we are chain breakers, amen? We do it because we are interceders. We do it because we are standing in the gap for those that don't know Christ. We do it because it is what we are called to do. Somebody was called to do it and to, to serve the Lord and to intercede and to stand in the gap and to be a chain breaker. And someone was called to, to serve the Lord with all their heart and all their might. And I thank God that somebody did that because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here today. Amen. But it was because somebody loved somebody else. And that's why they're here today. So when you lose sight of why you're doing what you do and why you follow after Christ and why you serve the Lord, remember that it's not just for you. It is also for that person who doesn't know the Lord. Amen. It's going to be for your great grandchild that you don't even know of today. Amen. But God knows. 
that you are setting a path, that you are trailblazing for your family, that you are setting up your family for a will of God in their life so they can understand it. So the teaching of God will be passed down from generation to generation. None of us know the day God is coming. Yes, I believe we're in the later days. And you can see evil and wickedness being praised all across the world today. But we don't know when he's coming. And we can't stop fighting the good fight. We can't stop preaching the word of God. We can't stop preaching the good gospel. Amen. And we can't get caught up in all the things that the world is going to continue to offer. Because I can tell you right now, we haven't seen nothing yet. And it's going to get uglier and nastier. And things are going to be even right there, right in front of your doorstep every day of your life. If they're not already. And you have to be firm and stand firm in the word of God. And stand strong on your faith. And you can't allow all these things to, to pull you away from the Lord. And you can't allow them to get you to slip away. Amen. We have to stay true to what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 2 says, it says this. It says, I, Paul, together with Silas and Timothy, greet the church of the Thessalonian Christians in the name of God our Father and our Master Jesus Christ. Our, it says, our God gives you everything you need, makes you everything you are to be. Amen. It says that, Paul says, our God gives you everything you need. He says, and he makes you everything you are to be. So he's already given you everything you need, and he's already made you who you are to be. So don't lose sight that you are a child of God, and that is your identity, that you are a, 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 a royal priesthood, amen? Amen. You are a royal priesthood. You are a child of God. That is who you are to be, amen? And God has already given you everything you need. He's already given you a life, a blessed life. He's already given you every tool that you need. You just need to take a hold of it. You just need to grab it. Like I said, everything you need is within your reach. Everything you need. Take it off the mantle. Take it off the bookshelf. Take it off the nightstand. Get it out of your trunk. Get it off your desk that you don't even visit more than once a week. Open it and read it. Because everything you need is right here in the Word of God. This can empower you for a lifetime. This can give you everything you need if you just tap into it. you got to tap into the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 13 says, Keep your life free from love and money, love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Keep your life free from the love of money. Amen? And be content with what you have. Again, another scripture that says, you already have enough. You have everything you need. And don't ever forget, he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And just for one last thing I want to cover. Matthew 25, 20 to 21. Everyone remembers this one. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more, his master said to him. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. God has given you enough. He's given you all that you need. What he wants us to remember is to be good stewards of it. 
Amen. Be good stewards of, stewards of the things he's already given you and learn how to handle it. If we can handle it the right way, if we could be good stewards of what we already have, we won't need nothing else. Because everything he's already given us is enough. Amen. For his grace is sufficient. Amen, church. I want to leave you with that thought. I want to leave you with these scriptures, and I want to leave you with the temporal to spiritual, amen? We need to learn how to leave the temporal behind and become more spiritual, amen? Every application in our life should have some spiritual meaning, and we need to understand what God is trying to say. And I encourage you tonight, church, I encourage you to, if there's something that you feel like you need in your life, if there's something you feel like you're missing, if there's something that you feel like you you need to have in your life, just make sure that you're checking it and that it's according to the will of God, amen? If it's not going to pull you away from the Lord, amen, if it's not going to separate you from a life of Christ, then I would say that it should be good for you, but seek counsel if you need counsel, amen? But you don't always need to ask God, hey, God, you're in control, do it for me. Sometimes God's going to tell you, act on your own will, I want you to do it. You do it if you feel it's the right thing to do, but always check it with the word of God, amen? Check it with the Word of God and find out or not, it, it, or find out if it is something that is going to harm you or something that is for your benefit. Amen, amen. But I can tell you right now that in the book, in the Bible, is everything you need. You need knowledge. You need wisdom. You need joy. You need happiness. You want to know something? Open up the Bible. The Bible has enough to give you um, on life in, in itself. You can you can be educated by many things by just reading the word of God. Break some bread with somebody. Open up a Bible. Begin to break down scripture with someone. Start to understand what God is trying to teach us because everything we need is within our grasp and everything we need we already have. Amen? Amen. Thank you, church. I'd like to close with the word of prayer. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for yet another evening. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your message. Father, I thank you for working on my heart, Lord. I thank you for just continuing, Lord Jesus, to mold me into the, to the man, and Lord God, and into the spirit that you've called me to be, Lord. Lord, I continue to pray for my brothers and sisters. Father, I continue to ask you to continue, Lord Jesus, to mold them into the, into the purpose, Lord God, and the calling that you've called them to, Lord Jesus. Continue to just provide for them the things that they need, Lord God. Lord God, and if they ask for something, Lord God, that is maybe outside of their needs, Lord God, but it doesn't harm them, Lord Jesus, then bless them, Father God. Pour favor into their lives, Lord Jesus. But Lord, help us to be good stewards of the things we already have. Help us to handle the things that we already have in the right way, Lord, so that we can see it grow into its full potential, Father. Lord, and we'll always be careful to give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name.